0: Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Royal Ascot preview. This is Thursday, we've done Tuesday, we've done Wednesday and after this we'll be doing Friday and Saturday so if you enjoy listening to it, if you enjoy watching it then make sure you check out the other days. I'm the host George Ellick and to my right I have professional punter and all-round shrewdie Mike Spence and to my left I have professional punter and all-round shrewdie Andy Holding who is also Odds Checker tipster as well and uh, make sure you look out for his daily horse racing tips and especially his Ascot tips but we're going to Get a bit of insight into where his head is at uh, on the eve of Royal Ascot, and this on this podcast we'll be covering Thursday. Um, straight into it then. The Norfolk Stakes is the first race of the day. Uh, Sunday Sovereign is the four to one favourite. Um, list twelve to one. Maven twelve to one. Ali twelve to one. Air Force Jet fourteen to one. Flipper the Stripper fourteen to one. Sixteen to one. Bar. Uh, Andy, you said just off air then um, that there are three horses in this race who have done unbelievable timings uh, on the on the sectionals so please enlighten us as to who they are
1: yeah um now we could be doing uh time of recording here um just making punters aware with very soft ground if the rain does arrive yeah. so it um really could flip it flip itself on its head but one of those horses who, who um you just um, talked about um is sunday sovereign won't have any issues if the ground was to go soft um some of the worst ground run on the island on soft ground is at Tipperary, and he waltzed his way through it that day. He beat a horse called Lorelei Rock, who lowered the colours of Air Force jet first time out for the, for the Michael Callaghan stable. And he absolutely kicked that horse out of touch, beat it by seven wickets at Tipperary. And of course, prior to that, he'd beaten us Arizona, who we've talked about in glowing yeah. terms on the uh, on the podcast already on day one. Of course, if he won the Coventry on day one. With, that four to one will be looking seriously under threat. Yeah. Um, I've got no um, qualms about him being four to one favourite. Um, he's done two fast times. Um, he's trained by a guy, Paddy Toomey I think he's going to be the next big thing in Ireland. He's never going to be Aidan O'Brien, Joseph. But that's. But I think he's going to be like the equivalent of someone like a, uh, you know, an Archie Watson over here. Well, I think he's going to yeah. have. Lots of big days. Um, with group one horses further down the line. He's got a good backing. Uh, a lot of guys that have um, got behind him. The guys from the um, All About Sunday partnership, Noel Hayes, yeah, yeah. who sold this horse to, for, to, to King Power. Um, that they, they've recognised him as a very shrewd trainer, and he's going to get a lot of nice horses down the way. And I'm glad to see that he's actually kept this horse. It hasn't been taken off of him and put with like an Andrew Balding or someone else. Uh, He's got credit where credit's here, but he's a lovely horse on soft, and he hits the line really hard. If you go back and watch his videos, he's very strong at the back end of his race, which is what you want for Ascot. So I think he's the right favourite. The other two I mentioned, one of them's Air Force Jet, who ties in collaterally with uh, the favourite, courtesy of Lorelei Lo- Lo- Rock. He showed a lot of tenacity to win last night at Navan, beating that Southern Hills, who runs the day before. Uh, so I think he's, a, he's um, one to look at. And the other one, he's only had the one run, in his, he finished second, But it was a hell of a race on the figures. A horse called uh, Al Arley from the Crisford yard. Apparently, this horse has come on a bundle since that first run at Ripon. Um, Got a guy who knows the rounds and knows knows the Crisford barn. Um, So it looks an audacious um, attempt running a horse just off the one run that finished second and is still a maiden. But if the numbers are right from that Ripon race, I'm no um, right to think they're not think he could easily outstrip it Oz and I've noticed the bookmakers have been very cagey with this horse he looks like a 33 to 1 shot on paper as yeah. well but he's, he's only been putting 10 or 12 to 1 um, and he's been very tight in the market so I think there's a lot of people after him so those are my three against the field um, I would be amazed if I end up tipping anything else um, so it might be an all guns blazing bet on Sunday Sovereign uh, if things go well or maybe I might muck about with a couple of others but those are my per many 1 for 3 always mucking about Andy but
0: uh, Ali 12 to 1 with 365 Hills uh, Betfred and uh, Totesport Air Force Jet uh, Betfair Betvict and Paddy's are all 14s as our Black type. and then the jolly Sunday Sovereign is 4 to 1 with a fair few firms but 3 to 1 in places as well so you may have to be quick if you want to take that 4s Mike where similar, similar thoughts or have you got a couple of other ones?
2: I can see why 4-1 to one could be considered big, and, and maybe it is, but it is a race that, as we're speaking at the moment, we don't have the decks. And it, again, there, there could be... I'd, if you want, I mean, the price might have gone by then, but we could have 28 runners in here and he could get horrendous draw as well, and that mm-hmm. concerns me a bit. Um, so I won't be playing until close to the race, and I'll also be praying the rain doesn't come because one horse I really like in here who is 10 times the price at 40 to one is firepower and i know that this horse i've seen it and it's an absolute beast of a thing and it won very well at salisbury on debut it was five to six favorite i mean there was no secret that this horse was seriously well regarded um and he was going very very well behind temple of heaven in a conditions race last time uh, which might not be the strongest piece of form but this horse wasn't able to show his best he was hampered at quite a crucial time when looking like he was traveling like I thought the best horse in the race. Um, he ran like a 5 furlong horse, and I, I, I spoke to Clive Cox straight after it, and, and they said that Ascop was going to be his gig over five uh, straight away. Um, and obviously, he's, he hasn't posted the, the sexy figures that Sunday Sovereign's posted, but at the same time, at 40 to 1, I'd be very happy to back him all the way down to sort of 25s as well. Um, I just think fast pace, five furlongs. I, I'd want the ground to be on the quicker side um, for him, which is slight caveat in case the rain does come. But I think firepower at 40 to 1 could run very, very well.
0: Firepower at 40 to 1, and that's with Labricks and Bet Victor. Uh, on to the second race of the day then, and uh, we have got the Hamden Court Stakes. Um, and the market here looking fairly open, as you'd expect. Cape of Good Hope. Uh, and Fox Chairman are the joint six to one favourites. Um, Sangarius eight to one. Roseman eight to one. Uh, King ottokar nine to one. As is Hedman at nine to one. Circus Maximus ten to one. I mean, if there's ever been a race where you can see how important it is to use oddschecker, this is the one because you're getting a massive variety of prices across um, across the bookies. If you're, I mean, Hedman for example, six to one with a few firms. Nine to one with three six five. Circus Maximus five to one with Ladbrokes and Hills. Ten to one with Betfair and Paddy, so important to shop around. And Mike, if you're going shopping, what are you going to buy?
2: I'm going with Hedman, who is nine to 9-1 with Bet365. Uh, I was very, very taken with his win last time out. He's following exactly the same route as Time Test, who was owned, trained, owned and trained by the same connections here. Uh, he won the London Gold Cup on Newbury last time really well. Uh, and that's, a, that's always a proper race, um, They've always thought the world of that horse, and I know he's taken a while to come to himself, but recently I know they've, they've been very happy with him. Um, and at 9-1, to one, I, I think he could be a really big price. Um, I'd put, If the rain were to come, then King Oscar's a very classy horse mm-hmm. um, who would want it as soft as can be, but he was a non-stayer while also going off too hard at Chester last time. Um, but I'd want to see the rain for him, really. I, I, Hedman, I think, would be the one that... At 9-1, to one, he, he's far too big at 9-1. to one. Um, now to be with Hedman.
0: So Hedman nine to one with three six five King Otterkay is nine to one as well. That's with Labbrook if the rain does come. Andy, suddenly give Hedman
1: a big shout. I think it's a good call by by um, George. Uh, George
0: by George. My Mike. 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 So I was looking at you. I'll, I'll, take, it. I'll take it. By Mike.
1: Um, and interesting that the uh, Roger Charlton and Jason Watson axis has been teaming up with quite a few of these nice three oil handicappers and the figures for that Newbury race suggest it was an above-average affair, arguably a group race handicap, Um, so he'd he'd be on my shortlist. And and the other one really ties in with the the derby horses. Um, Fox Chairman's only had the three runs, but he was very impressive first time out uh, when he won at Newbury, beating Migration, who uh, has won uh, subsequently for David Minusia, and I think that's his Britannia horse, but he might not get in. Um, but he clocked a good time that day and then he went to Chester to see whether he was a derby or I think King Power working out with a Bangkok or, or, or um, Fox Chairman was to represent them at, at Epsom and as it panned out Sylvester D'Souza got a horrible run through there's only six runners but he somehow managed to get this horse boxed in but he hit the line very hard once he got out obviously the winner got first run in the hands of Ryan Moore and on that ground it's hard to make up any lost leeway uh, but Circus Maximus did the, that form no harm in the derby I think he finished 5th or 6th so based on Fox Chairman I think would have nearly won that race had he got a clear run um, I, I'd suggest that he, he'd be one that I'd have a serious look at King Power have got some incredible fodder coming into the Royal Ascot meeting mm. um, Sylvester's got a quietish couple of couple of days but then the handicaps and some of these Group two, group threes, where King Powell got strong representation, he really has got a big chance of making up any lost leeway yeah. that Ryan Moore or, or um, Frankie de might have had on him. I'm actually going to be very, very cute and not back Sylvester D'Souza at 33 to 1 to be top jockey, leave the first day, let him drift out because he won't ride a winner. Ryan Moore probably on nick one, maybe Frankie won, and, and back him at 50 to 1 or 66 to 1. Um, and hopefully he'll come good in the second part of the week. Cause, David, I, I know because he has got some. Honestly, he's got some incredibly good rides for all for King Pan. I think this is one of them. So, uh, without hesitation, Fox Chairman would be my number one so, choice over Hedman.
0: Sylvester the Souza 33 to one with Bet Victor, Betfred, and Tote Sport at the moment for the Royal Ascot um, be patient. top jockey market. And you can find all the specials on on uh, on the Oddschecker site. If you go to horse racing specials, then Royal Ascot, even such as what colour will the Queen's hat be and, and, and I know you're all asking uh, pink and blue are the 3 to 1 joint favourites um, struggling to have a fancy there myself I was looking at it this morning you'd have um, to have a look at the
1: previous form get yeah, the videos would. out and,
0: and work, work back mm, exactly. what, what, what she's worn the last 10 years That's, that can be your, uh, your, your, your on the train back up this afternoon and you can do that then um, so yeah so Fox Chairman I forgot we were there Fox Chairman 6 to 1 um, and is joint favourite currently um, and then as I say Hedman the other one getting um, a bit of a talk up here at nine to one. On to the Ribblesdale now, and, and Queen Power is the two to one favourite. And uh, Andy, um, good news for you this one because you tipped up uh, Queen Power one point each way at a, at a much much bigger price at five to one um, a few weeks ago. So you're sitting pretty at the moment. Um, fleeting though, another very very popular horse uh, at five to two, uh, putting up the main challenge. Frankalina seven to one. Shambolic, ten to one. Star catcher, 12-1, 14s, bar. Um, given that you've tipped up the jolly at 5-1, it's now twos, I guess Andy will start with you.
1: Yeah, um, I really like the, the way this filly's improving. Um, she was probably a bit unlucky the way the race panned out beyond Muchley uh, over the course, but I think the fact that Connections took her to Ascot to find out whether she went on the round track was an indication that they were going to either run her in the coronation or the or this, um, and her victory last time at over a mile and a quarter, albeit a slowly run race, really probably told them all they need to know. And she was, um, she, she was withdrawn from the coronation, the group one at the, the five-day stage, or the last forfeit stage, to come here for this. Obviously, when I was looking at this race a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at all the Oaks runners and thinking, well, that won't run. There's yeah. a likelihood, likelihood that that won't run. Lo and behold, all the horses that have took part in the Oaks aren't running, as far as I can see. So really, she's got the door very much ajar, um, and again, I think Sylvester. This is another ride that he'll come in for. He's now riding a, a seven or four favourite. It's not exactly a gimme, but it's another strong um, chance that he's got to ride in another winner for King Power. Um, she just looks. I other than the obviously other than the one that's got in and, and there's a bit of a surprise fleeting who came from a long way behind in the Oaks. A bit bit of a late headway monkey that was. That yeah. kind of is obviously going to draw, or drag a lot of punters in because of the way it finished off its race. I certainly get why she's running, but I do like the profile of Queen Power. She's missed all the big gigs. She's going to come here, ready to run for her life. Uh, she's got, like I say, round track Ascot form. Hard to see her not going well. Be disappointed if she doesn't uh, give us a bold show.
0: Mike, I'm hoping I'm going to take him on.
2: I think Queen Power is going to, yeah. I think she'll, she'll be in front two out and then fall in a hole when she doesn't get <laughs> home. I think she. I don't think she'll stay. Um, She's won... Uh, it was a slowly run race, so ascot got over eight furlongs. And I was very impressed with her last time at Newbury, but it was slowly run as well. And she's from a, a speedy family. Lots of milers in there. I just... She doesn't, just doesn't look a 12 furlong horse to me. And, and I, I think, especially if it was to rain even a little bit, I, I just don't think she'll... I don't think she'll stay. I'd be happy to back her and then lay her in running or, or just lay her in running anyway. I'd probably just lay her in running. Um... So I think this is a bad race. It's quite... Because some of the races, we've got the... You know, we've got the Hampton Court, which is a brilliant race. We've got the Queen's Vars, which is poor. It's really quite, quite a strange meeting. But the yeah. one horse that I really like in here, who would want some rain, not a lot of it at all, but some rain, is Sparkle Roll, who's 25-1 to We Bet365. They think the world of her. And she was a very good winner at Haydock last year on soft ground. And she then got away with it, really, at Sandown um, on faster ground when winning another novice with a penalty, very impressively. Um, and then she was sent to York and, and again on fast ground, which I don't think she wants. I think this filly needs a bit of cut. Uh, she's from a French family, and she, she just didn't really handle the ground at York. It was very, very fast. Um, but she was sent off 7-4 to favourite. And I know ashine Murphy thinks the world of her, um, any rain's going to help her. The course will really suit her. Uh, and at 25 to 1, I think she's going to run an enormous race. I, I'd, I'd probably, if there was a bit of rain, I'd still be backing her at 8 to 1, I think. I mean, 25s is obscene. I mean, she, I think this is a poor race. I think she could easily be, I think Queen Power's the most talented on what we've seen. But I, I really don't think she'll stay 12 furlongs um, and he had uh, sparkle roll at twenty fives. So, I mean, that is just a—it's like someone's forgotten a decimal place. Uh, the uh,
0: the uh, the Mike Spence super Yankee from this uh, <laughs> podcast is going to pay an absolute fortune because uh, another big price fancy there at twenty five to one and a, and a very good case made for it. Uh, a Gold Cup time now, and uh, Stradivarius is the six to four favourite. Six to four standout with bet three uh, six five cross counter five to one DXB. Six to one, Q Gardens seven to one, sixteen to one. Bar. Um, let's talk about Stradivarius, Mike. And um, you know, is it a case of a, of one of the, the the bankers of the meeting, or are you looking to, to to take him on with something at a bigger price?
2: I personally think prices for me about right here. No bet for me, and it's a watching race. I, I think this is the hard, one of the hardest races he's, he's had so far. He's gonna to have to be really tough to beat the likes of DXB and, and Cross Counter. I, I, cross Counter looks a bit short to me, but he could be anything. I, I, Stradivarius is gonna be very hard to beat. I wouldn't really want to be backing him at about even money though. I, I,
0: what price? What price would Stradivarius have to be to for you to make him a bet?
2: Probably about seven to four. Okay. I think I think that to make it a bet, I really wouldn't. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to be laying him, so yeah, yeah. I just think even money is, is, is tight, but he's the one to be. He's got the form. He, he's very, very solid. So Andy,
0: three places, even money favourite. <laughs> this is your bread and butter. Mm. Talk me through it.
1: Yeah, I think this is a, a race that's going to polarise opinion and bookmakers will definitely be puffing their chest out here with Stradiv- uh, Stradivarius. Depends on the conditions. We've talked about that. Um, we'll get any amount of rain we might not get any if we don't get any then Stradivarius I think he's a worthy 6-4 to favourite he just gets the job done he just wins mm. he is a professional winner albeit he sometimes looks as though uh, you know, he's putting his backers through the, through the mixer uh, like he did in this race last year when he beat um, Vazarabad and Torciador and probably a below par order St George and what you've got to ask yourself is, is this crop of young horses now coming through arguably a better bunch um, your likes of Cross County your likes of DXB they, they've come from sort of like that group mile and a half mile six level um, you took into the mixed queue gardens it looks like being a runner um, and, and not forgetting some of the, the sort of died in the world older horses it, I think this is arguably a tougher test than what Stradivarius had last year on paper and he was 7-4 to four last year and he's 6-4 to four now so I don't see him as a great value bet as it stands um, I was really impressed by a horse called, horse called Call to the Bar. Um, I think this will be a popular with the with the ladies and the women that like the pound each way <laughs> on, on the uh, on on in the silver ring. Of
0: there will be a few.
1: Of which there will definitely be a few. Um, I'm not sure many of them will be able to find their way to the bar after <laughs> uh, around about 4:30. But I was really impressed by the way this horse won at Longchamp last time I'm out. Now, for some unknown reason to me, even I can't explain it, why I decided to do sectional times for, for the Longshot meeting on the 26th of May. I must have been bored out of my skull. <laughs> they just happened to come on. I think, I think the, the old At the Races uh, vi- video archive, yeah. when they, they, they show you one meeting on and then they show you another directly afterwards, it just happened to flop onto to Longshot. I thought, oh, i tell you what, it might have some relevance. So I did all the group races that day uh, and there was a horse of Andre Farbes that won a mile and a quarter race. of Xavier Prince, won a mile one race. And then this call to the bar came on. And I did it from, I think it was four or five out. Luckily, the camera went right underneath where I was doing. I thought, oh, I'll do it from there. And this call to the bar was the quickest horse on the card by about five lengths. It was unbelievable the kick he had at the He was last with, with four to run. He ended up mopping up the race by about three lengths. I thought, God, that's a decent horse. So I clicked on, seen his entry, entries, in the Gold Cup. He's got a fantastic record in staying races over in France. Um, he'll be ridden Chile, which is what you like here at Ascot. Um, and I see he's twenty to one at the moment. So, oh, nice. If, if, he, if he runs to the level that he did last time at Longshot, I think he could surprise one or two
0: people. I must say I wasn't expecting to tip up a, uh, a French horse who's never who's no. never raced in the UK. On I think you've probably never before. heard of. No, I haven't. So, um, I mean, hopefully I'll be seeing his name on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, he'll, but, be, uh, he'll definitely. <laughs> he's definitely on the holding sheet. Yeah, perfect. That's good. Um, next up is is the Britannia rattling through Thursday. Here, uh, not a single sig- single figure price horse in the race uh, Valorum 10 to 1 King Adamar 12 to 1 uh, Motta Fawit, 12 to 1 Beatboxer 14s Basic Law 14s to buy Legacy 14s or Mohamek Migration uh, Davidenko Beat Le bon. Dun- I mean Dunk Carb all 16 to 1 20 to 1 bar um, put it out to the floor Who who's the fancy here? who's the bet Th- this is without
1: question one of the best races in the meeting um <laughs> There are, I would say, minimal between five and ten group horses in this race lurking as handicappers. They're they're not necessarily right for this here and now, but even maybe a run or two down the line. I think Beatbox is one of them. He won in a very fast time at uh, Haydock, coming from a long way back. Um, I think Valorum is one of them. He sweated up really badly at Yarmouth last time. It almost bowled over, mm. uh, but he still managed to win. In the, 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 the race that he won at Newmarket the time before has worked out incredibly well. I think he's a very, very smart horse, but he's definitely worth looking at in the paddock beforehand. Hero Hero was really impressed with his victory of the day. Um, I think he could be group class. Or, who uh, was lucky in the head race behind, beat Boxer. He got the job done really nice at Newmarket. I think the stiff mile suit him. I think King Ademar's a nice horse, He's running the right races, and, and his time figures have been very good. And there's a couple that might not necessarily get into this race, uh, which just shows you the strength of it. I think Migration's a very, very useful handicapper. He's rated 90, but probably to David Marnewe's horror, he hasn't been um, been shoved up in the ratings t- enough for him to get into this race because he was very unlucky beyond Fox Chairman first time up. He should have won at Sandown next time out. Uh, I think it was the Isha Cup wasn't it when he was second yeah. to Mazaru, um, but he, the form of his last win at Newmarket has worked out incredibly well Smiler Mile has won since uh, there's been horses further down the line that have come out of that race I, I find this race at this very moment in time a complete and utter headache because I've got so many horses that I want to back but it'll just be about prices ground and draw that'll be the only thing that'll sway me one way or the other um, if migration got in he'd almost been my, one of my best bets in the meeting but he's, he's number 41 on the card Yeah, um, he, he needed a miracle I think it's 32 maximum we live in hope it's a, it's a world that we all live in hope maybe a lot of rain and, Yeah, uh, we, we just there might be a, lot, a whole, lot, a whole lot host of defectors and he might get in but yeah. it's a shame that I think he might miss out
0: Might you must be happy taking Adam on getting, a, getting a, a talk up given the, uh, the bell rock form people who haven't listened or watched the, the Tuesday podcast won't know what we're talking about so <laughs> I recommend you go and look back Um but, yeah, I mean, as, as Andy says, a lot of horses here who are probably destined for, for uh, yeah, I mean, wins in a non-handicap company. Um, but which, which of them are taking your, catching your eye?
2: Uh, I'm in the migration camp as well. I think he's probably the best handicapped horse in the field, and he's, he's not going to get in. Um, but if you back him now at 16, you get your money back. If he doesn't, if he's balloted out. So he might not be the worst anti-post bet at 16 to 1. Um, one that I think will run well... That is forty to one. Another big price one. He, who I think is 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 better than the hundred and four. He sat too close to the pace last time when chasing Beatbox at home, um, and he doesn't have as much in hand as a few. But I think he's very solid, and I think he'll run well. Um, is Duke of Hazard? He ran in the French Guineas behind Persian King. Um, he was competitive in some big races last year. Um, I think he could run very well at forty to one. Um, I just I think he's, he's a very solid horse and he's probably a bit better than the 104 and I think there are a few negatives around the top of the market. Um, a few of them have got a few holes in them and I'd be happy to chance him win only at 40-1. to one. I mean, he could, he could even be bigger on the day because he hasn't got the sexy profile that a few of the others do. Mm. Um, but I think he's quite solid. Each way, you know, five places or something like that at 40-1 to one. On the day. I, I think he's... He's a solid horse, and I think he'll run very well at that price.
0: Duke of Hazard is uh, 40 to one with um, Labrooks and Coral. I was going to make a gag about you being a Chelsea fan, but I thought it might be a bit too close to the bone <laughs> after, uh, <laughs> after what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Hazard no longer. Um, on to the last race of the day.
2: This is a brilliant race. Um, I think the one horse in here who, who I probably would have actually backed to win the Queen's Vase. But is running in the handicap instead off 94 is Questionnaire, who is 12 to 1. Mm. I and mean, this is a very, very hard race, but Questionnaire was in the Queen's Vase and they were strongly considering it. And, and Frankie's been dropped mm. on this all week. Um, he's only had three starts. He's chased home some very good horses. Um, and he's a strong stayer who ran off a slow pace at Leicester last time. And he will run very well at, off 94, um, I think there's no 12 to one each way. I mean, he, I'd be very surprised if he's not in the four. but one horse who I think is the horse to beat here. And I really do hope he wins because I own his half sister, <laughs> <laughs> but Fox premier was quite badly campaigned last year as a two year old. He was an incredibly expensive yearling. He cost, uh, nearly a million pounds, but he's from a, like a family that gets better with age, um, full of stamina. And he's crying out for this trip, but he's won two races over 10 furlongs so far. He beat the trader who ran well in the London Gold Cup, and then most recently he beat Samim and a few other very good horses on the same card as when Pondus won. And his time stacked up brilliantly against that, and he will relish this trip of a mile and a half. Another Sylvester D'Souza horse. <laughs> um, and Fox Premier at 10-1. to 1. I mean, I... I'd, I'd be very happy to back Fox Premier and Questionnaire each way at those prices. I'd, I think both of them have got £10 in hand.
0: So, Fox Premier 10 to 1 uh, with a few firms, including Ladbrokes Hills, Bet Victor and Coral. <laughs> Questionnaire 12 to 1, 365, Bet Victor, Bet Fair, Paddy Power, and Black Type. Uh, the favourite is Constantinople at 5 to 1, Sinjari 8 to 1, and then Saron Priestley comes in the middle of those horses that we mentioned at 10 to 1 and the, a couple of bullish shouts there from Mike are you, are you singing from the same hymn sheet
1: yeah I, th- I don't think Sylvester D'Souza is the kind of character that loses too much sleep at night mm. I think he goes to bed fairly relaxed <laughs> um, but I think even he would have a, a, a job choosing between Fox Premier and Good Birthday um, both King Power Horses of course he's ridden both of these two to victories uh, this season uh, Fox Premier's win last time out was at Sundown was absolutely staggering for anyone that looks at in-running markets, everyone wanted to lay Fox Premier. Sylvester literally could not get this horse to drop his head at Sandown. Um, they went a good pace, and yet he still fought Sylvester all the way down the back straight. He's still reefing and pulling. Um, I think he went out to seven or eight to one in running, quite rightly as well.
2: Should you just add that Sylvester's already picked yeah. Fox Premier. I know he has, yeah. And Sheen's <clears throat> gonna ride, good birthday. Yeah, absolutely, but
1: yeah. yeah. So. How this horse. <laughs> Then still managed to power clear of horses that are useful to me, um, who got basically a freebie off the front. Mm. It was astonishing. I uh, back up Mike sectionals as well. He ran quicker than Pondus from four out, off the back of pulling very hard. Now, he can't afford to pull again, um, so he, he'd need to be buried in the pack, Now I want to go good gal. I could see some going down to Swindley Bottom and being a bit free, but he's a... It's one of the most talented horses I've seen this season. I have a pure, raw ability. To do what he did last time at Sandown, you've got to be a freak. Um, And he was just awesome. I have to have him on my mind. And that Good Birthday as well. The race that that horse ran last time at that London Gold Cup was phenomenal. If anyone's got a couple of minutes, just go back and watch Good Birthday's run. He was drawn 16 of 16 that day. He got dropped out last. There was no other way of riding him. He's made up an unbelievable amount of ground to virtually be in front at the furlong pole, but law, the law of physics basically took over and he ended up finishing third. He just couldn't quicken against um, the two that got a fir- first run on him. He also made his running up on the slowest part of the track. That day, You needed to be down the middle. Um, the trade has come out of that race and run really well. <clears throat> There's been other horses that have fracked that form. Both of these two horses have got in here off 96, and it's a real toinkos... Uh, <laughs> coin toss, even... Uh, for me I'd probably have to just back the both because I just think they're
0: immensely talented Good Birthday currently 16 to 1 best price for Labbrooks. Paddy Power and Betfair go 7s so either they agree with you Andrew or they've seen a fair bit of juice <coughs> already on Good Birthday wow uh, yeah. Labbrooks 16 to 1 it. exactly I think we'll have to go to Labbrooks on the way home to the and there's uh, one around the corner That's yeah they're good, good, oh, good. They're, they've <coughs> got the, the 80 to 1 as well so I'll join you down there. But, uh, what, what
1: price is Fox Premier by the way Fox Premier is 10 um, to 1 that's the two, yeah. 10, ten to 1, <laughs> 16 to 1. You won't go too so far, you have wrong. A, a
0: confident <laughs> dutching from Andy to, to finish uh, the Thursday preview, the Odds Checker preview. Thank you so much to both of my guests. We've already recorded and, and, and filmed uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. We're going to do Friday and Saturday combined now. So if you've enjoyed this and if you think the guys have, have flagged up a couple of interesting angles, then make sure you listen or watch to those two as well. And thank you very much for listening.